0: everyone this is Taryn Jacoby with another Connected Living podcast and today we are on season two episode seven and I'm super excited to be introducing you to Carrie Miriam who is an international speaker yoga and meditation teacher breathwork healer Um, I mean you can tell us more Carrie but thank you so much for being here and um, today we're going to be talking a little bit about yoga to consciousness with Carrie and Carrie and I've actually been doing some collaboration on a self-care challenge um, which I'm launching with my clients next week so super grateful for the work you've done on that as well but um, yeah it would be really great to hear a little bit more about your journey and how you got to where you are now.
1: So good. And I'm so jazzed to just be here and be in this space with you. So thank you so much for creating the container and inviting me on. So, so grateful. Yeah. This topic excites me so much because yoga truly saved my life. And I don't say that lightly. I There's a lot of stories I could tell, but The one that's most present right now is that yoga was really the catalyst for me to heal at such a deep level. And it was really the turning point in where I stopped self-abandoning and started to actually listen to that small, tiny voice of intuition that was very small and hidden back then when I took my first yoga teacher training which really felt like joy, which felt like excitement. It was the first time I really stepped into that. And that one decision of taking my first yoga teacher training and really following the path of yoga, fast forward 11, 12 years from now, because that was 2009, everything's changed from that first choice. Mm -hmm. Truly, every single part of my life has changed. And when I say yoga saved my life, at that time in my life, I really had a choice. I had a choice to continue to be an addict, continue to live a life for someone else, to to get validation, to get approval from my society or parental unit, right? That's what the thought pattern was back then, Um, versus really living my own joy and individuating away from the preconceived condition model that I thought I had to exist in to be successful and happy and because I was living in that model, I know there's a lot to unpack here, and I've talked a lot, right? But because I was living in that model, I was coping with addiction, with drug abuse, with alcohol, specifically cocaine. And yoga was the first time that I said, okay, I have a choice. I either need to go into rehabilitation and really change my life or I'm gonna die or I'm gonna follow my joy. And I just started doing yoga and I never went to drug rehab and i never looked at cocaine ever again from oh, that day. That's amazing. really saved my life
0: in every single way, that one choice. Wow. Well, yeah. thank you so, so much for sharing your story with us so honestly and um, vulnerably. I'm sure a lot of people will be able to resonate with that. Um, and I know you, for me personally as well, yoga was like my first passion ever. And um, also just opened up so many doors for me as well. And so so did, like when you started yoga, and, cause this is what happened to me. Like I thought I wanted to be a yoga teacher. As soon as I like fell in love with yoga, I was like, I'm gonna be a yoga teacher. And then I realized that that wasn't really the path for me but it opened up doors to other paths. But for you was like, did you just know as soon as you kind of found it that that was something that you wanted to do?
1: I had the actual opposite experience you know so I was living in New York City I was in the world of fashion and event planning I had my own event planning company entrepreneurship has always been in in my heart even though I was told like get a job right after college do the things create safety create finances like financial structures um I was always trying to figure out where I fit in that world so I I was doing an internship at Cosmo Magazine out of school, and I was bartending to support my finances. And I created my first company called One Sock, which was hilarious. It was like a sock shaped as the New York state, um, or a a sock shaped as Manhattan and had all the different boroughs on the sock. Oh my gosh, so funny to think about that. Anyway, we did events for like artists and jewelry makers. and I don't know why I'm telling you this story, but I was living in New York City and I, there was parts of me that were following my joy and individuating and exploring, but there was other parts of me that really just had no idea who I was and what I was supposed to do in the world. And I met this amazing angel, this beautiful human being in a bar. We both took a shot of whiskey and smoked a blunt and she had just finished yoga teacher training. And this is the first time I ever even heard about yoga. This was, what year was this? I want to say 2004 or 2005 or 2006. So this was like when yoga wasn't a thing. This was pre-Facebook days. Like Facebook wasn't even here yet. But just talking to her, she was the first person that got me to see life in a different way. Mm -hmm. And it just planted that seed to open it up of like, wait, I don't have to live in the societal structure. I mean, again, there's so much personal development and like follow your bliss and like there's podcasts and all these things. Back then, there wasn't any of that on the internet. (laughs) Like we had MySpace (laughs) or if there was, I wasn't um, aware of it. Like that we have the, you know, the internet now with all of the amazing offerings and like this podcast, there's so many different ways to, understand who you are. Back then, I just had no idea. So that conversation really changed my entire world about just thinking about what I thought of the world and what I thought of myself in the world. And of course, it created curiosity of like, what's this yoga thing? So I took my first class at Yoga to the People and Yoga to the People in New York City, like the people that were doing yoga at that time in New York City were like diehard yogis. Um, and I just remember walking in and it was like mat to mat and I had no idea what I was doing. And they were doing like horse breath, which is where you stick out your tongue and you make funny sounds. And this is my first yoga experience. And the whole time I was just giggling, like I couldn't stop giggling. And then of course everyone was looking at me because I couldn't stop giggling. And I just remember walking out being like, this girl was high, we were high, we just had a good time. Like. I don't know what she was talking about. Um, there's no way I want to do yoga. Yeah. But the universe had other plans for me. And then one of the bartenders decided to go through yoga teacher training. And she was like, hey, I'm going through yoga teacher training. I was managing a bar at that time. Can we open the bar early so I can teach you yoga and practice? So my second experience with yoga was on a sticky bar floor that smelled like <laughs> whiskey it was the bar for the hell's angels in new york city in the east village like it was a grimy bar a hole in the wall so That was my second experience but even that conversation and again the universe truly has a bigger plan like there's a bigger plan there's there's more that's here that's not seen that's constantly pu- like pulling you in the direction of your dreams and Fast forward, you know, at this point, I was really battling addiction. This was like three years after I kind of had my first taste of yoga. And I had to make a decision in my life where I asked myself the question, where is the happiest you have ever, ever been? Because of that original conversation, I started asking myself those questions. And my answer, my truth was on my snowboard on top of the mountain. so I was living in New York City. I knew I had to get out. Um... So I decided to move to Colorado and I sold everything. I saved up like 10 grand in one month, which is hilarious because I was never able to pay my bills. I was like, okay, well, I'm obviously spending too much on cocaine and dresses, um, but I was able to sell everything. And I got on a plane without an apartment, a car, a job, anything. I got on a plane with two suitcases and my cat. I stayed at a hotel. I bought a car my first week, I found an apartment and I started bartending at a strip club, which is hilarious. (laughs) But I established myself in a new environment and the girl, the original conversation that I had, she had graduated from a place called Core Power Yoga, which is now a massive yoga organization in America. And they started in Denver, Colorado, where I moved and I just, just kept seeing signs everywhere, core power, yoga, core power, yoga, core power, yoga. And I was like, okay, well, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And then I broke my neck on my snowboard. Oh my gosh. I over-rotated on a front flip, like a year into Colorado. And I was like, I came here to snowboard. I was being an idiot. I over on a front flip. I landed on my neck. I didn't have insurance. I, this is, I wasn't, you know, my life has come very far from those days, but I would wear a brace and eventually my recovery to that, my doctor was like, you need to get into yoga because at that time, Colorado was very forward thinking and thank goodness. And I was like, okay, so finally I'll try core power yoga. Um... And I even remember my best friend, my childhood best friend, Sunny was there and I made her come with me because I was so afraid of like getting that same woo-woo experience that I had in New York City. I was like, you have to do this with me. I need someone to look at so I'm not giggling. Um, So we went in and the second I walked through that door, I immediately felt welcomed. It was such a different experience than my experience in New York City. The, the teacher that taught that day, Jess Costburnie, has been such an impactful human being in my life. I really accredit her as my first teacher, but also the first person that I felt like saw me. Like, I'm, I, I feel really emotional actually talking about it because I never walked into a space before where someone actually cared like really genuinely cared. And there was 30 people in her class and I could just feel that she cared. And that class, I just remember laying in Shavasana at the end and bawling my eyes out and was like, what is this? Wow. It was the first time I had an experience enough of awareness of consciousness to recognize my pain which I had never allowed myself to do before. And it was because of her and the, the space that she created for me to feel safe. Now, I didn't know that at the time, <laughs> but it got me curious again of like, I'm crying, like I don't cry, what's happening? And almost three weeks after that, I was like, I'm doing teacher training because she was leading it. And I just wanted to be in her space. And I had seen that little class of how that created awareness. It gave me the space to start to understand myself. And then everything just kind of rippled from there. But it was so much more, it was as much, I want to say, about the teacher and the space that she created as
0: much as the practice in and of itself. Mm yeah what a beautiful story thank you so much for sharing that and um so many questions are coming to me but like firstly like was that yoga that you fell in love with that where you had that breakthrough was that quite different to the yoga that you tried before where you were like laughing and stuff because i've spoken to so many people that have like tried yoga once or twice and they're like nah it's not for me and i'm like but there's so many different types of yoga you know i'm sure you'll be able to find something that you like yeah i think it's yes and Mm -hmm.
1: so I think vinyasa like power vinyasa was really close to fitness and I always had connected to fitness like being on my snowboard pushing my body we went to a really invigorating class and core power did such an amazing job and that's why they're such a successful brand in the United States um really producing a product that's that is based for for people that are newer to yoga, that are kind of transitioning from fitness, that want to get a good sweat, that want to be in their body, where yoga to the people was very was way further on the path. Like I think I would go to yoga to the people now and it was like pranayama and a lot of stuff that um, felt really dogmatic and far away from where I was. So because I couldn't relate to it, I didn't feel safe to connect to it. Okay where so part of it yes was the yoga was the type of yoga and also part of it was her yoga to the people and again i can't say yoga to the people i just want to say this one class that i i went to uh, i can't talk about that as an organization but the one class that i went to the teacher never said hi she never introduced herself she never called me by my name she never made me feel seen the second I walked into the door at Core Power, Jess Cos was like, Hi, how are you? Who are you? What's, what's your life about? Oh, this is your first time here. Have you? Like, she was genuinely caring and curious and wanted to know who I was. And she's just a master still to this day, still someone that I look up to to create a container of space where everyone feels seen and taken care of. And that's so much about what we do as coaches and what I do as a teacher as well, why people resonate. It's about the space that you create for people to to go into the deeper work.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I completely get that, like that relationship with your teacher, your coach or your yoga teacher is so important. And I've also, you know, really resonated with certain teachers. Um, over others throughout my life and that's really changed the way that I've seen um, yoga you know as an example but um just coming back to like the consciousness so working through addiction i um, like that story is just like phenomenal because I, I know a lot of addicts that have been in and out of rehab like 20 30 times and still you know struggling with that addiction and you didn't even go to to rehab so what do you what do you think specifically um, about yoga was it that helped you through that was it about the connection with yourself um was it about the um, letting go of conditioning because uh, i know um like the, the word yoga means to unite your yourself and the universal energy is that right
1: yeah so yoga comes from the sanskrit to yoke which is to bring into union and When we think about all of the parts of ourselves that are fragmented, that we've denied based off of childhood indoctrination, that we've suppressed, that we've pushed away, right? Yoga is a way and a tool and really a system. And when I say yoga, I want to talk about the system of yoga, asana, the physical practice is one very small component to that system. Yoga is really a way of life. It's a way of being, it's a full system. We can't go into the full system today. And I love that a lot of people are using asana to start to understand that system, but it's really a system towards enlightenment, towards expanded consciousness, Um, recognizing that you are, you know, I love what our coach says, that you're human and being, I say you're source consciousness and ego, you are both an energetic vibrational entity, and you are also essence soul that beyond energy and then you are also mind (laughs) and the yogis talk about this in a different way they call it the casual body the gross body so it's it's a different level um so to get back to your question what supported me not being an addict anymore i would say at the time The really big piece for me was environment and community. I, a huge pattern of mine, a huge part of my programming was I have to do it all myself. No one will do it as good as me. I can't rely on anyone. I can only rely on myself to get my needs met. Yoga, you need someone else. You need to surrender. You need to be a student. And it was the first time I really allowed myself to feel safe enough to be a student. And I think that's that was huge. That was so huge. Relying on someone else to guide me was so pivotal at that point um, in a really safe way to explore myself through an ancient practice and system of life, system of living. The other part of that is being around others that were doing the same, where I could tell them that, you know, I'm struggling with addiction. I'm bartending at a strip club during a day. And then I'm going to take yoga teacher training at night. Mm -hmm. I remember this girl, um, her name was Rita. She was like, that is so cool. I want to like come in. I was like, you're not judging me about this. Like It was so inclusive in the environment. And it was the first time I was like, oh, I can be all of it because I was really ashamed for bartending at a strip club. I came from a very wealthy family that was not spoken about. Um, So I felt just so accepted and being accepted and being allowed to get my needs met. I didn't need to rely so much on the addiction piece Mm. because I started belonging to a group dynamic where I felt really safe. And I started being able to be led and knowing where my place was. And I started to, the third part of that was recognize my own inner confidence and inner strength halfway through the teacher training. Like it just came so naturally to me and I was constantly celebrated for that.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: So I think it was those three, those three peers that were those three pillars that, that really allowed me to not wanna be in that environment of cocaine anymore. I, I, again, I think a lot of it was to do with environment. New York City, there's just so easy. It was so easy to get it. I was working in the bars, like all this stuff. And I eventually stopped working at the, the strip club because that was the only place where there was drugs readily available. And I kind of needed to, to move out of that because I was offered a couple of times, like, hey, do you wanna partake? And I was like, no, 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 no. And because i didn't partake i I was actually asked to leave right after teacher training which was really interesting um but again it was like well no we have to promote it was like a strip club club promoting you know one of those things and that's what it was in new york city you do drugs with your clients i was doing high-end bottle service and bartending so you're constantly like in that environment where in Colorado I wasn't I was hiking every day and we would go get craft beers you know like we wouldn't go to the clubs you just weren't in it people would get up at five and go running so just being around those other people gave me permission to cope in different ways yeah that's amazing yeah. and I
0: love that you um you said like in the teacher training it just came so naturally to you um and that uh, you know I just love I love that because for me Um, At my teacher training, I like it really kind of like showed, brought things up to the surface that needed to be dealt with and like I had like a massive breakdown I wasn't the only one other. there were like 50 people there and I think like 90% of the people like had this massive breakdown and I was like oh my god I can't do this and then that just like led me to have it like doing a lot more inner work and um, working on that self-doubt and that lack of confidence um, and um, just opened the door to really connecting with myself on a deeper level because I just got into yoga because like for the physical Um, part of it you know and then when I went to do my yoga teacher training I was like oh my god what is this this is like way more than I thought it was gonna be
1: yeah it's creating the space for you to be with all parts of yourself beyond the body when we look at If we just look at like the the primary principles, which is asana, pranayama and meditation, right? Kind of the first path of that lineage towards enlightenment, asana is the past. So we use asana to clear and purify the energetic channels in the physical body to release the past. We use pranayama to ground us into the present. And we use meditation to visualize and start to rewire neural pathways of what we want to create in the future. And all of them are necessary, but when they're used, we kind of compress time and we're able to be in the vision of who we're becoming in the present as we clear the past. And that is what's the beauty of yoga. I mean, there's so many beautiful components of yoga, but when you're in that, you're getting into those flow states, right? Where time isn't existing. But while you're doing that, you're becoming all that you are energetically and you're purifying and releasing the residue of the past that's held you stuck. And you don't need to have a conscious understanding of this, but it also brings up more awareness, more subconscious into the conscious. So after the practice, there's more opportunity for self-reflection and also using the fundamental principles of the yogic living to pivot into another way of being, which is more compassionate, more understanding, more
0: connected. That's such a beautiful way of putting it. And, um, do you think there's like an element of like letting go of control as well? Cause I found that on, on my yoga journey as well. Like when you're in, you know, a yoga flow and sometimes it doesn't go the way that you plan There's, you know, a, a, there was a big lesson there for me in terms of letting go of control. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think whatever you personally need, whatever patterns are no longer working, yoga is going to support you with that. Um, Again, if we look at yoga as a tool to create unification in all aspects of my life, we can use the foundational understandings of yoga to look at how we relate to all things and if we are in partnership with them. So if you have a fragmented relationship with control, yoga is going to support you creating a more unified relationship with control. So it's not necessarily like, you know, I don't, I don't actually agree with like the spiritual, like let go and fully surrender and be one with the universe. Cause like, we're also here as we're here as human beings to create change in the world. And that creates, we need a level of control and responsibility for that, a level of discipline and yoga will call you forward to develop that discipline it's not necessarily clinging and control mm. but it's a, a and it's, there's an ease to being your own disciplined self does mm. that make sense
0: yeah and i think that yeah for me there were like different types of yoga where i learned different things as well so like you like you were saying like when i was doing ashtanga for example that was very disciplined. <laughs> and that wasn't really about letting go of control. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So and we can't just look again, it's so easy to like think about yoga as the physical practice of ashtanga, but that's not what yoga is to me. That's that's one asana and vinyasa and ashtanga and and yin and yoga nidra, all of these are tools based on your own internal awareness of what you need. So Mm -hmm. if you need to let go of control, if that's what's coming up, the remedy is practices that will allow you to embody that. Mm -hmm. If you need to develop discipline and more Um, awareness and and structure in your life, there are are practices, asana practices within the yogic lineage to support you in that, right? It's not just one thing for all, it's about what's gonna be the best on my evolution moving forward. And how do I create more expansion, more awareness and more understanding of self to get into the deeper practices of yoga to actually start to learn how to contain my own energy field so it's an it's a light force a directed life force out into the world I love
0: that and I was just thinking you know how Alyssa always talks about life being a mirror as well I was just thinking that I kind of have seen yoga like that as well like in terms of reflecting back to you the things that you need to to look at and work on and Um, yeah, process. So beautiful. Yeah, exactly. But do you have any like tips or advice for anybody who is, um, you know, wanting to get into yoga or even, um, you know, look into getting more awareness around consciousness?
1: Yeah, I love that. So there is no wrong or right way to get into yoga but let it be easy and fun in the beginning, right? So if you, you know, really love working out and you love fitness and you want to support your mind resting a little bit more, try vinyasa, um, but start somewhere and get curious around it, right? I think every human being on the planet can benefit from meditation. <laughs> like. Every human being on the planet can benefit from pranayama, from breath work, and it doesn't require a lot. Like you can lay on the ground and just consciously breathe for five minutes deeply in through your nose and out through your nose or out through your mouth, Um, just very basic pranayama and that will change your life, right? If you feel like it's, you want more of a, a practice to help you move, um, then try out some yoga asana but there's no right or wrong way it's just what feels good for you now and i see a lot of people plateauing in vinyasa because what i have found is eventually you need to graduate from vinyasa eventually you need to graduate from power yoga especially in the west power yoga is it's invigorating and it's creating um we're activating our parasympathetic nervous system so we're activating the fight or flight versus the rest or digest and we're all super stressed out so if we add more stress to that if we're working out a ton doing hit workouts and then we're doing power vinyasa we're going to get out of balance so eventually you do need to graduate and create more calmer like moon-based hatha practices So if you've been practicing for a while and you're like, okay, I'm kind of plateauing, I'm looking for a deeper understanding of who I am, a deeper understanding of how to be with those parts of my mind, be with my actual energetic body, work with the bondas. Hatha, like Tantra Hatha yoga has been really transformational for me in that regard. So going into like moon, sun, fire, and then breath work. I mean, I love that breath work has is, is gotten so mainstream now. I've been teaching pranayama, like advanced pranayama practices, for almost six years. And it's an active meditation where you can really transcend quite quickly because you're giving your mind something to focus on. So it's not as distracted as, say, a seated meditation. you're focusing on the specific like the specific breath technique where you're able to rest back into your body as the mind is focused on the actual breath technique and you can transcend so much from there as well as light up different parts of your brain which are cool which is cool there's I mean again there's no wrong way like if you're curious if you were curious to click on this podcast you're ready for some yoga like for sure and there isn't one thing that fits all so I would just invite people to reach out to me personally send me a voice note on Instagram say hi and let me know how I can support you
0: yeah such good advice thank you and there's like a theme that's been coming up for me lately that's I'm just like sometimes the smaller things make the biggest impact and you know just that little like breathing exercise that you talked everyone through like could make such a huge difference in your life um and um yeah I I don't know if you resonate with this but the other thing that came to me was like when I first started doing yoga I was really into like you know um hardcore yoga vinyasa fast flowing um like sweaty stuff and I, I realized like what what I need what I needed was not necessarily what I want what I wanted and I've learned over time you know to integrate more balance into my not only my yoga practice but my life and I'm still learning that but
1: yeah exactly and you couldn't get there unless you tried that and knew that right that choice created the discovery and the awareness to make a new choice in your life yeah exactly Yeah. yeah
0: Yeah. But thank you so much for your time today, Carrie, because I know how busy you are and you're running your amazing mastermind program. So really appreciate your time. And um, yeah, if you have any questions for Carrie, feel free to get in touch with her on Instagram. Yeah. Way.
1: Instagram's the easiest way. That's where all of my stuff is. And just invite you to continue to discover who you are and to, if yoga creates curiosity within you, it's such a beautiful system of self-discovery and expanded consciousness to move you towards full unification of who you are and the relationships that you are creating in your life.
0: So that invitation's there, get support, I'm here for you. Yes, I agree. If you haven't done yoga before, definitely try it out. I think everybody should be doing it. Um, And thank you again, Carrie. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a like or comment below and um, we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye.